You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you really ought to know about climate change. I'm Jamie East and this is the Smartest Seven. With COP26 making headlines in the UK and globally, what are the key issues facing us now with climate change and what is COP26 all about? Our guests include climate scientists from the University of Bristol, Professor Dan Mitchell, and Regional Coordinator for Youth Advocates for Climate Action Philippines, Chito Arcel Jr. The climate crisis is a massive topic, so we've asked Professor of Climate Science Dan Mitchell to put things in perspective a little for us. Dan, what's it all about? We've seen around one degree globally averaged warming so far due to climate change. And the first sort of primary impact of that is on our, our temperature extremes and our mean temperatures throughout the globe. So we've seen places around the globe getting hotter, We know that the land warms more than the ocean um, due to climate change. So actually those places that we're living in are getting hotter at an even faster rate than the global average. And we know that the cities we live in warm even faster than the land around them. And that's something called the urban heat island effect. And that means that although the globe's warmed by one degree, we've actually seen temperatures of uh, two, three, even four degrees in some cities already as a consequence of, of climate change. These numbers, one, 1.5, two, three degrees, they don't sound like very much. So what's the problem? Yeah, and I, I think that's a very fair question. And of course, as a climate scientist, it's one we get a lot. If you imagine you had a, a, a sink of water um, and you wanted to change it by one degree you would turn the tap on for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and you would change it. If you imagine you had a bath and you wanted to change it by one degree, you'd have to turn that tap on for a lot longer. And now, you know, scale that up to a a swimming pool and maybe even an ocean, and you could just imagine how long you'd have to pump energy in it to really significantly change a body of water there. And so, yes, it's only one degree, but across the entire surface of our globe, which is so large, you can see the, the amount of energy you'd have to pump in just to change a system that large. And that amount of energy can have uh, really dangerous consequences. One degree of warming already causes sea level rise, and it means that sea level rise is gonna go on for, for quite a long time. So if we switched off our carbon emissions now, we would still get sea level rise. And some of these islands with half a metre or one metre of sea level rise, uh, a lot of their coast and a lot of their their island is actually underwater. Okay, it's time to hear from someone from one of the most at-risk countries in terms of sea level rise and climate change. My name is Chito Arceo Jr. I am a climate activist from the Philippines. I am currently the regional coordinator for Youth Advocates for Climate Action Philippines, which is the Fridays for Future of our country. 
And I also belong to some working groups of Fridays for Future International and Fridays for Future MAPA. It is going to change our lives drastically. And in fact, it is affecting our lives in unprecedented levels already. We are located at the Pacific Ring of Fire. Uh, we have volcanic eruptions sometimes. We also have a lot of earthquakes that are happening. And since we are an archipelago and we're at the middle of the Pacific Ocean, uh, so we also face a lot of typhoons which is ravaging our country at rates that we haven't really seen before. We used to get super typhoons once every 25 years or so, but now we have super typhoons every other years. It's really disheartening to see. But this can't have come out of nowhere, right? Well, actually, no. Scientists have been talking about the warming effect of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere for a long time now. In fact, a woman called Eunice Foote, way back in 1856, was one of the first to suggest that an atmosphere with lots of CO2 would result in a hotter climate. Since then, the evidence has been mounting about the effect us humans are having on the planet. Recently, most meteorologists have become convinced that the climate is likely to change, and to change dramatically. Good morning to you. Well, it's the familiar story of cold northwesterly winds this morning and some showers again. The reason is an odorless, colorless gas produced when we burn fossil fuels, petrol, gas or oil, in the engines which power our world. Since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, humans have been burning more fossil fuels and emitting more and more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. A new report on climate change has concluded that rising temperatures are seriously harming human health. The report from a group of universities and UN agencies says that more people are being affected by heat waves, a poor diet and the spread of disease. We asked Professor Mitchell about the timeline we're working with here. You know, we've already had one degree of climate change, which tells you we, we've already gone beyond what we should have. The thinking at the moment is that every 0.1 degree matters. We know that it costs substantially more to adapt and to mitigate against climate change uh, the more we pump in there. Our government's thinking seems to be that it's short-term technology gains now uh, without thinking about the long-term. Um, and that's the sort of not necessarily a criticism of government, it's the criticism of the way our global political systems work. They don't think on these longer time scales which, which climate change necessitates. No matter what we do now, some of these threats will assuredly become reality within a few short years. Others could, in the lifetime of today's young people, destroy entire cities and societies, even altering the stability of the entire world. The heating of our planet has already reached the point that the impacts on the poorest and most vulnerable people are profound. Still to come, who's causing climate change? What difference can you make and everything you need to know about COP? Okay, we've covered the what, now let's look at the who. Who's driving these changes and who should take responsibility for it? Let's start with Cheeto's take on this. As a part of a global south, we could really see the difference between how climate change is being tackled in the global north versus in countries in the global south. 
And it is also very, very significant that uh, the Global North are actually uh, the ones who are contributing a lot more compared to those in the Global South, while the Global South faces the brunt of the effects of climate change. But poorer communities are already worse affected by the climate change caused by those emissions, in many ways that aren't that obvious. And here's Professor Mitchell's take. You know, coming from the UK, we're, we're probably the most guilty. We started the Industrial Revolution. We in the UK benefited a lot from an Industrial Revolution. And yes, the UK is not the largest carbon emitter anymore, but cumulatively, and if you look over the last 200 years, and we have contributed a, a hell of a lot to the climate change problem. Now, of course, the major superpowers are the largest contributors to climate change. The problem is more the developing world. We've benefited a lot from our industrial revolution. And we're kind of telling those countries that they shouldn't have an industrial revolution because it's bad for the planet. Yet we're not giving, necessarily giving them the benefit that we've had from the technology increases and the productivity increases there. So there's a real issue that, that the developing world is experiencing climate change as much and in many cases more than the developed world. Uh, but they didn't cause a lot of it. So that's governments and countries. But what about the businesses and industries that work within and between governments? Uh, let's give a scale of transnational companies, you know, big banks who are enabling uh, the continuous extraction of fossil fuels. And then we also have large scale companies, uh, especially gas companies who continue to, you know, exploit fossil fuels in our lands. Compare these, uh, this gigantic, enormous emissions of climate change to those of the individuals who are continuously reducing, reusing, and recycling. While it is great that those initiatives are still there, reducing, reusing, recycling for one individual is not even going to slightly affect uh, the the level of emissions we have right now. The top 100 companies that are currently emitting carbon dioxide right now, they actually account to uh, more than half of the emissions in the world. Just imagine, 100 companies compared to 6 billion individuals. He's not wrong. In 2017, a report found that 100 businesses account for 71% of emissions produced globally. That's nearly three quarters by just 100 companies. So we're talking about massive global inequalities, both historically and continuing now. These are inequalities between the global south and north, and also between individuals and companies. Here's Boris talking last week in a school. There are about 12 companies at the moment, 12 big corporations, that are producing the overwhelming bulk of the world's plastics. Uh, big famous drinks companies. If people think that we can recycle our way out of the problem, no, no. we'll be making no. a huge mistake. Actually, it's 20 companies accounting for 55% of plastic produced and the top 100 account for 90% produced. But this does raise the next big question. What difference can an individual make? As activists, we would like to emphasise that it is collective action that will take us to the end. But at the same time, uh, without individuals who are interested, who are passionate, we don't really have anyone to collect in a sense. 
uh, as individuals, it is our right, our responsibility to share the things that we know. When it comes to the climate crisis, it is also our right to connect with other people, make sure that uh, you are amplifying each other's voices. So individual actions do matter. You don't have to go over the top. If you really, really like meat, then yes, you don't have to go vegetarian, but it doesn't mean you can't make very big changes in your diet and that could reduce your carbon emission from food by 50%, for instance. There's lots of evidence that that reduces your um, carbon footprint and the more we do it, then that's a collective signal. But there's no, you know, no questioning. We need government interventions with certain things and uh, electric cars is a very obvious one. Not everyone can afford an electric car. The infrastructure for running them is getting much better, in the UK at least, but it's still not there. Um, and without government-backed initiatives, that's, that's not gonna change. Coming up after the break, what's being done about climate change? What exactly is COP? And what are the likely outcomes? Right after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you wanna do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to the Smarter 7. If you've just stumbled across us, you might like to give us a follow. We bring you the world's seven biggest stories in under seven minutes every day at 7am. If change really needs to happen on a bigger scale, what's being done about it? There are different drivers for change. On the one hand, there are individuals and also collective activist groups. You've probably heard of Extinction Rebellion and Insulate Britain to give a couple of examples who've been making headlines lately. Now for a second day, protesters from the campaign group Extinction Rebellion have blocked roads in central London. They're promising two weeks of disruption in the capital, calling on the government to act against climate change. We asked climate activist Cheeto Arceo Jr. to tell us a bit more about climate activism, its methods and aims. When it comes to climate activism, or even activism in general, there's this misconception amongst the people that all we do is just block the, the traffic. But, you know, climate activism goes way beyond demonstrations. Uh, one of the most important things is actually talking to those concerned. So we lobby to our local governments, our national governments, and even international entities like the United Nations, to talk about issues related to the climate. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money 
and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you! The voice of Greta Thunberg is pretty well known now, but actually she's not the first young woman to speak truth to power when it comes to the dangers of climate change. Back in 1992, Seven Suzuki Cullis of Canada made a speech jarringly similar in tone and message. Losing my future is not like losing an election or a few points on the stock market. I am here to speak for all generations to come. I am here to speak on behalf of the starving children around the world whose cries go unheard. I am here to speak for the countless animals dying across this planet because they have nowhere left to go. If you don't know how to fix it, please stop breaking it. I'm only a child, yet I know we are all part of a family. Five billion strong. In fact, 30 million species strong. And borders and governments will never change that. This speech was delivered at the first ever gathering of global leaders to discuss climate change at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, a.k.a. the Rio Earth Summit of 1992. This was the first of many such meetings of global leaders to discuss the environment. There's another just round the corner, and this time it's being held in Glasgow. The global climate talks to be hosted by the UK in Glasgow in November are now less than two months away. So what is COP and why are you hearing it all over the news? COP stands for Conference of the Parties and it's basically a massive conference, specifically the United Nations Climate Change Conference. There are lectures and negotiations, information gets shared and deals and agreements ideally get made. World leaders, scientists and activist organisations will all be there. They happen every year with the exception of last year because, well, you know, Covid. So this one, COP26, is actually last year's delayed one. And why is it called COP26? This is the 26th COP. Um, You could count what we call successful COPs uh, on one hand. Paris was certainly a successful COP, but the majority are not that successful and that's because negotiations break down, uh, countries don't agree on the way to do things. And so they've got to get over that sort of political side of things and come together. Why does everyone keep talking about Paris? There are political gatherings and then there is this. Never before have nearly 150 heads of state and government filled one room. Never before has a responsibility so great been in the hands of so few. The world is looking to you. The world is counting on you. Two weeks ago in Paris, I said before the world that we needed a strong global agreement to accomplish this goal. A few hours ago, we succeeded. Uh, During the Paris Agreement, people agreed that uh, the increase of uh, the the Earth's temperature should be limited to only 1.5 degrees Celsius. That's the importance of the Paris Agreement. It put the climate change agenda back in the map. We hear this term net zero a hell of a lot, but what does it actually mean? Net zero is our our target to get to zero net emissions of carbon dioxide. In England, we intend to do that by 2050. The idea is it's a net zero rather than an absolute zero. The implication there is that we might have some technology to take CO2 out of the atmosphere, It's not saying we can't emit anything, it's saying that overall there will be zero. Ideally, of course, we would like to emit zero, but again, 
there have to be significant advances and for instance aviation is one which is proving very hard to find good substitutes that are green energy how achievable is it well i guess that's what cop 26 is about it's sort of saying it's not achievable unless we really really do bring everyone together and act now it's been five or six years since cop 21 happened but uh we are yet to see a change that is really effective when it comes to solving the climate crisis So, the big cliffhanger. What are we likely to see happen? I'm yet to see signs in order to be optimistic, but I really hope to see some real change in the COP26 this year. You know, the climate justice agenda is very political, as we have already talked about, but let us not forget about the nature part of climate change. Um, We are not people fighting for the climate or fighting for the environment. We are the environment fighting for ourselves. And that's very important to take note when it comes to solving the climate crisis. We're currently on target for three degrees. So we're way off what the Paris Agreement goals say. And without substantial interventions, then we, we will end up at three degrees. The governments are very good at saying things are in place and they're very good at putting up a lot of advertising to say what they're doing. But when you look at the actual numbers and the carbon emissions don't lie, when you look at those carbon emissions, we can see that we're not, we're not on track to hitting the Paris Agreement. Um, it's always good to be optimistic about these things. And, you know, I really hope we, we do make progress that the UK need to lead. They keep saying their leaders but this is, this is one arena where they can really show that they're political leaders in the sort of green energy agenda. So let's hope that they do do that. The whole world will be watching Glasgow throughout COP26, which will run until the 12th of November. Climate change is surely the biggest single issue that the human race now faces. And today we stand at a unique, pivotal place in history. We now have the facts the world is becoming more aware of the reality of climate change. And it's not yet too late to do something about it. For all of us, it's truly the time to act. And yes, we do need hope. Of course we do. But the one thing we need more than hope is action. Once we start to act, hope is everywhere. This has been The Smarter 7, a bonus episode to get you up to speed on big and often complex stories. The regular Smart 7 is published every day at 7am. Search and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.